What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dev in the Barracks. Today, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, see you, undefeated pro boxer and a good friend of ours, Carlos Nava. So, thanks for coming on with us, man. Taking some time out of your day to come and join us. What's up, man? What's up, y'all? How you been? I've been great. Just, you know, training, training, trying to elevate. Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> So shit. So uh, what's up, man? So I heard you got some big news you even want to talk about. Yeah, just you know, going for that three zero already. You know, it's been what two months, three months since yeah. I've been here. You know, just have my my gas, my foot on the gas, and just going full blast, trying to make it to the top, trying to be where I want to be. We had uh we had talked a little bit about your last fight, um, but why don't you give it to us from your perspective? Um, what was uh what was the deal there? Mm-mm. All right, well I had three opponents that backed out last minute. Well, I had one that was in the making for the whole camp, and he ended up backing out. You know, he heard about my name and see my first highlights, and he didn't want nothing to do with me. So, you know, I want that second. smoke. Yeah, and then third, and then finally Guido came up, and he had like eight wins and sixteen losses. You know, you know, in twenty fights, you know, experience. And we were like, damn, like, that's a big step up for a second fight, but, you know, I was going to take it, you know, at 140. And I was up for that step up. I mean, I was giving him the experience, the age. So I was going to be the underdog in this. Not only that, but we had a agreed on contract for 140. And a couple days out, like three or four days out, when he got down in Texas from Florida, he was like, he wants to do a catch weight 143. And I was like, I was already at 143 by then. I was like, you know what? All right, I don't got to dehydrate, so let's do it then. And so I gave him that weight catch, and so I gave him all three, you know, three yeah. uh, things to to give his way. And so coming up to the fight, I I was confident, but I had I was a little nervous. Like, damn, like it's a big step up for me, and I wanted to knock him out, but I know it was gonna be hard to. And so I just outboxed him, you know, just dominated. If I w- if it would have went if it would have went six rounds, I'm pretty sure I would have took him out. Yeah, what we saw a lot of was um, he was kind of taunting you, trying to get you to charge in, um, and he was just kind of sitting back. I don't know if he was trying to counter strike or what, but he was just sitting back, getting popped in the face. <laughs> yeah, he was taunting a lot. He was he was low key getting like in my head, but I stayed up. Uh, you comp- stay, yeah, you stay composed for sure. Composed and relaxed. He was pissing me off, but I was just. <laughs> I was already winning the fights. Like, man, just do your thing. You know, I'm just going to keep up boxing you. Yeah. That's so. a championship mindset, too. Um, we were just talking about George St. Pierre. A lot of the guys he fought always tried to piss him off and get under his skin. Um, and none of them ever did. And that's one of the reasons that he was so successful. Um, and that's why he'll always be the greatest welterweight of all time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, with, uh, so we haven't really got to talk with you too much about, like, since your first fight that you had back in May, it was May, right? Yeah. And so um, coming into that, you know, because <clears throat> you have plenty of experience in the amateurs, and so now you're making your pro debut. And watching you walk in, it was like, uh, so what was that feeling? Like you looked excited, you looked happy to be there and stuff. So, like, what was kind of your mindset going into that? Uh, pro debut? Mm-hmm. I was – it felt good, you know, just the atmosphere. And that compared to the amateurs, I just it just felt more of a – like an energy wave, you know, yeah. hearing the crowd and the music and walking in, and they they uh, set all my 
credentials at the beginning. Like that, it felt amazing just to hear the. So I felt pumped. I was ready, and then yeah. once that first lockdown came in the first round, I was just oh, like you know, it's just no, that shit was dirty <laughs> as fuck. Like I, I remember watching. So you hit it was it was a it was a right straight, the left hook to the top right, yeah, and you yeah. dropped his ass with it, yeah. And I respect to that guy. Like I'm not trying to shit on, but you rocked his fucking shit, yep. and I was like, God, man. And I looked at Zach when we left, and um, I was like, dude, like he's got to teach me how to do that shit. That was cool. <laughs> like, I, I can't move like that at all. But that was that was tight. And so, um, did you want to finish that in the first round, or were you just like, man, let me just keep stay composed. Let me, you know, some I don't want the jitters to get to me of you know the adrenaline and all that. Yeah, I didn't want to get, you know, uh, tired. I didn't want to mm. burn myself. I've seen after that knockdown, I seen his eyes, and he was still composed. Like he just, it was like a flash knockdown, you know. Yeah. But then I knocked him down again the same round, and I was like, you know what? He's kind of hurt. So second round, I just kind of like, kind of just started like landing heavier shots. Yeah. And then I think I think at the end of the second round, I had him rocked, and then that's when the bell rang. I could have finished him, but yeah. the bell rang, got saved by the bell, and then third round I was like, all right, I'm going out there. I'm gonna just end it. Yeah, when you had him up against the ropes, man. <laughs> like we have uh, pictures in their live photos so you can kind of play them like a video yeah. and you just see his head getting smacked around and it's it's pretty brutal yeah. I hit him like I don't know like six or eight shots just boom 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 yeah. boom yeah I was like I told I told Zach like after it was like cause you saw all this sweat breaking off his head I was like why is he so fucking wet like <laughs> where's he keeps finding all this at man but it was a great performance so I mean something we kind of talked about though with uh where you with your with where your career is going so there's talks going on right now, right? Yes, and so what's those talks that are going on right now with what? Uh, like with my career? Yeah. All right. So I mean, I need a couple more fights just to get like on my record, and then I have this. They have these uh, small titles coming, up, you know, region and Texas, Texas titles. Yeah. Come my way, and after that, uh, they have uh, there's this. We have a connect for Golden Boy, and we're looking to get a deal with them. So once that happens, then the sky's the limit from there. For sure. Hey Golden, Golden Boy's going to be a big deal. That That's pretty big. That's De La Hoya's promotion, right? Yeah. 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 That's cool as hell. Um, but speaking of titles, we were talking earlier a little bit about your teammate, Ivan Vasquez. Yes, sir. He's going to be fighting for the title um, on the same night as your next fight, which is going to be September 18th. Yes, sir. Main event. Man, he's he's fun to watch too, man. <laughs> yeah, he's entertaining. He's he's lanky. He's yeah, long. He's long. He's pretty strong. And body shots, I felt some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, your next fight coming up, you know, after uh, where you need to go three and zero. So where's the uh, where's this fight gonna be at? It's gonna be in Galveston Convention Center again. Mm-hmm. Back back right there yes, again. Sir, at Tigger Promotions. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I like that venue. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice venue. I really like the uh, the promoters right there too. They put together a real good show. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's it called? So, uh, what's going to be the date for that fight? The date is September eighteen. Mm-hmm. Should be on a Saturday. A Saturday yeah. If y'all want to buy tickets, you can go to his Instagram, which is uh, he dreams boxing. Uh, the link's still in your bio. Yes, in my bio. Yeah. There you go. And buy I your post tickets it on there. Facebook too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Um, is, do they do does El Tigre do that as well? They you pick the fighter that you're going yeah. to see. And yeah. So yeah, yeah, so be sure to pick Carlos Nava as well. <clears throat> and so, um, do you know who you're fighting yet? Uh, there's a couple of options we have. It should be um, they're gonna be a little bit easier than Guido. Yeah. But 
these next two fights should be just to keep it going, you know, stay mm -hmm. active. And then I think after that, I want to do my first title shot. So it's going to be like a little, I'm going to make it a little level up. I want to pick someone in the top, at least top 50, top 80 rankings. Right now I'm at 190 out of 300 and something in my second fight. So mm -hmm. it's not much I can like level up by then. Right. But after fighting Guido, I kind of leveled up. Like I passed a lot of people. Yeah. So I'm at like more, I'm at like half or less than half. So, you know, I'm slowly getting there. Yeah. And so with those rankings, are those like Texas regional rankings, like South, like South, Southwest rankings or are those? No, like, it's all USA. It's all USA. Okay. It's all, it's all in the US rankings. Mm -hmm. That's cool as shit. Yeah. Really aiming to be like in the top 25 by the end of the year. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, man, um, we'll definitely be watching every fucking fight. But yeah. yeah, let's go. I'm ready for September 18th. I got off. <clears throat> I got off. I'm. I was waiting for it. It's actually my dad's I'm, birthday. I'm excited too. to go. And so yeah, I'll probably tell him to come out and. Oh yeah. What's it called? Get him a ticket and come by, and shit. <laughs> and so um, yeah, man. So uh, also, uh, Zach been telling me a little bit. You've been doing a little bit of music lately. You've been working with a producer. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing music. I mm -hmm. like music. Just you know different frequencies and it's a little different from different type of art from fighting you know right. and it's kind of soothing for sure and so what kind of music are you kind of looking to to make uh i like you know rap i like rock mm -hmm. i like that that rap rock mixing in like that new generation you know yeah like you know kind of like a what's his name the one that was that blonde guy the one that was talking shit to eminem Oh, MGK? MGK? Yeah, yeah. I like his music. I like that. He's a big fight fan. I like really? MGK. Yeah. yeah, he was at the the last pay-per-view. Um, dude's looking wild right now. He's, he's grow, he grew his hair out and he like straightens it. Yeah. And he just wears it in his face. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm actually a pretty big MGK fan too. Um, do you like his new, his new music? I like, I like his new music. I like it too. I was surprised. Um, it's more like early 2000s punk rock or something but it's pretty good yeah he's working on like travis barker and stuff on that stuff too so i think it's really cool to, he uh he did that movie the dirt have you seen that movie no, I it's seen a it. molly crew um movie it's a movie about the band molly crew about and he plays tommy lee who was the drummer and he ends up uh he ends up meeting um what's it called meeting uh, tommy lee and stuff and he kind of found the inspiration for that and so, uh, but yeah, it's cool that he kind of switched up uh, genres and he was like, no, nah, this rock music is a lot of fun because he was strictly rap and then you would see him wearing tall tees and shit and yeah, he just, he went in and he started making, he made the punk rock album. I think he's made two, right? Uh, pff, I don't know. I know he's got the one, um, I don't even remember what the song's name is, but I know that my wife really likes it. <laughs> yeah. I like it too. It's not, I'm not like trash. Art. I like it too. Yeah. Um, I think it's called, like, Girlfriend or something. I don't know. But it's really good. Um, so that's cool, though. Uh, you, do you, uh, like, use him as an inspiration, or are you just kind of doing your own thing? Mm, yeah, I use him as an inspiration. I use a couple other artists as inspirations. Who else? Uh, like Trippy Red. I like Trippy Red. Um, you know, just some new generation, like Lil Uzi. Uh, I kind of like going back to, like, Meek Mill and, like, just that... Dream chasing, you know, J. Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Like Very gritty, like, straight, like, bars type shit. Yeah. I like a, something that will, like, kind of connect to, like, my boxing lifestyle. Yeah. Have you listened to Isaiah Rashad's new album? Who's? Isaiah Rashad. 
Mm, no, I haven't heard it. He has this song with uh, Lil Uzi on Lil Uzi. He hasn't came out with new music in a while, mm. but he's been on a lot of features, and yeah. he's really good on these features. He's, he did a song with Tyler, the creator, called Juggernaut. That, the song's cool as shit, too. But, yeah, he's on this feature with... Um, with uh, <clears throat> Isaiah Rashad, and it's a it's a good song. Like it's it's uh, I I've listened to it like every fucking day. Honestly, like, I really like Isaiah Rashad, but he switched up his sound because he works with like Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q and all them, mm-hmm. and then he's completely switched up his sound and uh, in a little bit with this album, it's more like kind of hyped up mm-hmm. type shit. The, yeah. Like a lot of stuff that a lot of other rappers are doing nowadays. Get lit. Yeah. Type music. <laughs> <laughs> you like Joji? Joji, I haven't heard of Joji. No? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, he has a song called with uh, Trippy Red. Um, pff, I, c- I can't remember what Which it's called. Is it? is it 18? Nah. No. He's Young Brian on that one. Or Rich Brian. Rich Brian. That's his name. Yeah. Um, but he he's pretty good. I can't believe you haven't heard of Joji. Um, I need to. But yeah, he, he's pretty fun to listen to. Well, I don't know if fun's always the right word. A lot of his music's kind of sad, but... Or at least it sounds very sad, but I like it. Um, man, what what else? What else you like to do with your free time? You don't you don't have a lot of free time. All I ever see you doing is training. Yeah, mom was training. <laughs> um, just like just being out in nature, like being out there and just you know going to the beach, you know going for runs at the beach or meditating. I like meditating a lot. Yeah, that brings your mind just to a focus. You know, mm-hmm. clears it with a brain fog. Um, journaling. I'm really, like, into, like, writing my own books. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I kind of want to, like, I want to motivate the next generations and just create something where they can, like, read and go off of to give them a little push, you know? Have you ever thought about doing seminars? I thought about that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to. I also want to do my own YouTube documentary where, like, you know, people can go and just see, like, what I'm, like, going through and just see, like, an, an idea of what, like, they need to do to kind of elevate yeah to and that'd be real cool for um since you're in pasadena um a lot of people in pasadena could benefit from that a lot of kids in pasadena mm-hmm. or cities like pasadena um that'd be really cool i would do uh, Conor mcgregor actually did that he he actually made uh his documentary notorious have you seen it yes yeah, yeah, um yeah. It pretty much starts like he's he like no one knew he was making that shit until he came out with it when he was gonna fight Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. and he came out with it after but um, after the fight came out but he kind of knew where his career was going and he was like I need to document take this shit mm-hmm. and he had a camera guy just follow him around and just kind of talk about little bits and pieces of what's going on I think it was he started doing it like I think right after right when he's gonna be fighting uh, Chad Mendes. It's when he, like, I mean, we're right before that fight, he's doing it and just followed him around because he knew that there was big things coming mm-hmm. up and it was just nuts. Shoot, I knew there were big things before that, man. <laughs> yeah, he was. The second he came into the UFC, uh, his fight against Marcus Brimage, that dude, his boxing, uh, Connor's boxing is so good. Yeah. Um, for MMA, uh, I mean, shoot, he went, he went into boxing and then and boxed Floyd Mayweather. He at least. <laughs> Held, held his own against Floyd Mayweather for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, in his very first fight, you see him fighting this guy, Marcus Brimage, and Marcus Brimage has got, like, big explosive power. And at the time, like, everybody was expecting him to do, like, great things. And Conor McGregor's this, like, skinny Irish dude that nobody really knew about. Yeah. Um, but when he's standing in this, like, karate stance, um, and I'm watching him kind of, 
go in and out on Marcus and I'm like, man, he's he's like trying to pick him apart, but Marcus isn't really letting him do that. And he, Marcus keeps ducking down for these level changes, like faking for a takedown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would like do it and then come at a different angle with another strike, like a left hook or something. Uh, but then I noticed that Connor switched his stance up and he's southpaw. So he's standing southpaw and he, he brings his uh, left hand a little lower and holds it down like this, like an uppercut. And I'm like, oh, he's going to wait for that level change. And the second Marcus actually goes in with it, he's going to knock him out. Um, and yeah, sure enough, he fires it off like a piston. Caught him with it and he rocked him and then he just fires off like three or four more and knocked him out. But it was like, it was so fast. Yeah. He landed that combination like fucking three times too. Yeah. Like in a row. Just kept spamming it. It was dirty. But. And, and so, what's it called? This is like <clears throat> off topic of the fighting, but well, kind of on topic, I guess, with you. But like I told Zach, because um, what's it called? Uh, when you came out, like you're super excited. I don't know. What song did you come out to in your first fight? Uh, Money Back Yo, uh, Rookie of the Year. That's what I thought. Yeah. I heard that shit. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and so I thought that it was super cool. And um, I told him, I was like, you know, I was like, let's see what's up. And then when you came out and I was like, he's, I was like, I didn't know he had this so much energy. Like, I was like, he was super quiet when he came on the show the first time. Yeah. I'm a really quiet person, you know, out here and just, I'm like really out, just, you know, calm and peace. But like when it, once like that barrier breaks or someone breaks it, I just, something different, you know, time for yeah. war, yeah. yeah, time for war, you know, and. Just pumped up and just, just a different animal when I'm in that ring, you know? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're in you your get, own element. Yeah. You get to show, like, who you are whenever you're boxing. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so, like, I've noticed that before because when um, you were nice enough to give me a shirt for your fight, mm-hmm. and I talked to you a little bit, I'm like, you're still just as quiet. And I didn't know <laughs> if it's, like, if you're just shy or if that's just who you are. Some people are just naturally introverted, and that's okay, yeah. you know? So yeah, there's yeah. all types of people who are like that. <clears throat> and so, what's it called? Uh, I was like, I told Zach, I was like, I guess he just doesn't talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, but. I think I'm up? an introvert, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of breaking that. You know, I'm just trying to be more social and yeah. stuff. And it takes time, man. I mean, you know, you're 23. I mean, I'm only tw- I'm only two years older than you. Shit, I'm still learning a lot too. And so, um, it just takes time to get used to talking to people and stuff. And I told Zach, I was like, bro, we might need to tell him bring a friend on or something so he can talk a little <laughs> more. And so, are you the quiet one out of your friends? Uh, no, I'm actually uh around my friends. I'm like the pumped, like energetic one. So when awesome. I'm like when I like I'm comfortable around people I'm just outgoing you know yeah when I don't know people I'm like all right I'm like def- you know more defensive and like I'm in like in my bubble yeah and yeah. so now yeah I got you and fucking um so where you get your haircuts at you always walk around <laughs> with a fresh ass cut like oh <laughs> um, I, sometimes I come on here like, no shit yeah I save money you know just pay myself up yeah. real quick. I would fuck my shit up if I did that. <laughs> but nah, I usually go to like my main barber. I used to go to since freshman, ninth grade, eighth grade. Yeah. His name's Jacob. He has a little shop in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. I like going to him. When you uh, would you say? Because I mean, one day it's gonna happen. You're gonna be doing press press events. Yes, sir. You're gonna be doing. Where you got all the flashes and the paparazzi and everybody's, everybody's gonna be there. It's gonna be you one day. Um, you worried about that at all? No, I'm not worried about it. Actually, uh, I think that would give me more light to actually let me tell what I want to tell. You know, yeah. Speak on things that are not spoken about and show light on things that need to be shined on. Like what? You know, it's just like, of course, like small things like black lives matter you know i have a lot of friends that are black and 
I really want to shine that light on them because there's still like racism and I don't like that. I like I think everybody should be equal. We all believe like we're yeah. all you know we're all equal and on top of that there's a lot of that indigenous people that are kind of like people are taking them out and I think that's needs some light on. There's a lot of people talking about that and I want to be one of those people. There you go. Is there ever racism in boxing? I'll like say in, so. Yeah. 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 And then they always like te- try to make Hispanics versus blacks and you know that's really? kind of like just to bring the fight, you know, and yeah. sell tickets. Was that a thing with like uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather? Yeah, I think it was. And yeah, yeah. Mayweather really like. I think he kind of outdid it in some of his, uh, you know, coming out, you know, with the Mexican shorts and all that. He was kind of like doing it dirty, but you know, it, that's what you do to make sales and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, slightly off topic, uh, but you know, Derek Lewis. Yeah. Um, and he just lost his last fight against Cyril Gaon, the French fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyril Gaon came out to still tipping, and everybody was cheering, thinking it was Derek. And when Cyril Gaon came out, everybody started booing. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought at first, I was like, oh, that's cool. He came out to still tipping. I didn't know he was doing it to mess with people, though. Trying to throw shots at him. Yeah. He came so out. It just made me think of, like you were saying, with Mayweather wearing the. Uh, Mexican shorts. I thought it was cool though. He uh, he was at the Galleria and shit chilling because they they uh, they do a vlog for the UF fight weeks and stuff. And mm-hmm. he was um, at the press conference. He's wearing a DJ Screw shirt, and I thought that was cool that he was doing that and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, what was I gonna tell you, dude, uh, or ask you or talk about? It's like I told Zach. It's like next time there's a big fight, we thought about hitting you up to come by and watch it with us. Mm-hmm. Just so it's like. You know, the other thing is like we don't ever want you to come by and watch it like watch an MMA fight and it's a boring card. <laughs> yeah. Because there's been a couple like that have been really really slow and it's like man dude like that, it's a good thing we didn't hit up Carlos for this one. That Derek Lewis one actually the prelims were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, every fight leading up to the main card was a finish I think except for like one. Um, not that it has to be a finish to be a fantastic fight but you know it's exciting. Um, but the one that went to decision, I think, was very exciting. And then on the main card, the actual pay-per-view, there was, like, one fun fight. And I was like, dang, man. I just spent 60 bucks <laughs> to watch some people tiptoe around the cage. It happens. Yeah, I mean, there were some fun ones. There was one. Um, it was a female fight, Cheyenne Bias. That one was a good fight. Um, and then, heck, the Derek Lewis and Cyril Gaunt fight. I'm not happy about it right now because Derek Lewis, Houston, uh, but Cyril Gaon, I'm a big fan of his. I'm sure whenever I go back and watch the fight, I'm going to like watching it because he's going to look really good in it, but mm-hmm. for the time being, I'm salty, so can't be happy about it. But, yeah, yeah the other fights, they just, they were a little disappointing. Um, I wouldn't even say, I would say with a lot of them, it wasn't even one guy in there trying to give it his all and the other guy just not doing it. I think they were both just kind of not there. Um, and yeah, it happens. Um, when you get to those higher, uh, risk fights, either guys want to lose. So they they try to, they try to fight the smart fight, but you pay 60 bucks, man. (laughs) Well, it's like I told him, we, um, <clears throat> the night of your debut, there was a there was a UFC card, mm-hmm. and so when your fight ended, we went back to Deer Park and we watched that fight. And I was like, I never thought I'd say this, but those boxing fights were way better than those UFC fights. <laughs> oh yeah, oh and, yeah, that was like when the when the UFC card was over, we were actually like still more pumped up from your fight 
than we were the, anything that we saw in well, the, in even the, the fights practice. before your fight they were throwing down yeah like, people were, people were getting down dude and i was like fuck that's that's cool i saw also you're from your last fight against guido um what's called eugene hill oh yeah. uh, he he made his he had his retirement fight and yes, shit yeah i seen him him and his pops right yep did uh junior end up winning his fight yeah he did yeah mm. yeah it was a pretty easy fight i think yeah knocked him out in the first round holy shit Sounds easy. And so I saw one. I don't know what happened with this boxer. I forgot which fight it was. Um, the dude was wearing the Mexican flag shorts, though, when he was coming out. But um, one of the dudes, he punched him, and it, like, he heard a pop, and it didn't sound good. And uh, he went to back to his corner immediately and was just, like, kneeled down, and the ref was like, what the fuck? And, like, nobody's doing anything about it. The ref doesn't give it a count, but I think he fucked that, his wrist up. Oof. And uh, not the Mexican fighter, but the other one. And you just he, he just you hear, like, a crack almost. I was like, I think he broke his wrist. And like he went back, and then the fucking uh, ref was like, "What the fuck?" And they do it to his corner, and everyone's standing around. Like, and one of the guys I'll sit next to was like, "What the fuck? I've never seen this in boxing before." And um, the doctor checked on him. He's like, "My wrist and shit," but he kept fighting with it. But he didn't get in TKO. But it was an all around pretty fun fight, though. Like, there was that one fight where that dude. Uh, did you end up watching any of the fights at all? Or, uh, yes, yeah, the, whenever it was that one, whenever the dude like picked him up. Oh, that one. Yeah, it was that fight. Like he, uh, I don't know what he did to his wrist, or I'm not sure if you had heard anything about what happened after. Yeah, I think those were brothers. Mm-hmm. His brother fought first, and then he fought like two more after him. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to his wrist, though. Probably uh, threw it wrong or mm-hmm. landed it wrong. So what's it called? Have you ever uh, thought about training in like well, like jujitsu or anything like that, just for fun? It always comes to my mind. I really yeah. want to learn the ground game and yeah. grappling. What stops you? Uh, just my time. promising career, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that I probably box right now. I'll probably yeah. do yeah. this first, and I don't see why I can't do it. You know, at the same time, but I feel like I'm just waiting for like that time to come. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, right now I would imagine like all of your focus has to be in boxing. Um, I just plan on giving it my all for like the next maybe 10, 12 years. I want to retire like at you know thirty, thirty three at the max, and then after that I don't know what's next. That's How many fights are you trying to have? Like rough estimate. Mm. Fifty one and oh, fuck it. Yeah, it's like maybe <laughs> like the fifties, but yeah. for sure I just depends like how hard how hard fights will be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take too much damage to my head, and I really want to come out, you know, just being on my toes and, you know, with a good mind, and I don't plan on stopping at this, whatever this career is, boxing, I want to keep going to different careers and, you know, just building legacy and an empire. I know a big thing you talk about doing is charity work. Um, Once you retire from, like, athletics just combat sports or athletics in general uh is that something you'd want to do would you ever would you ever want to open up your own charity organization for sure i would definitely open up a boxing gym and on top of that i want to i really want to scout out people like because there's a lot of athletes you know that just have so much talent and they have no money behind them and yeah i really want to like be able like all right i want to pick some fighters and bring them up because i don't i mean i have that right now but I would have had that long time ago, I probably would have been where I want to be already. And yeah, I feel like that's something that should be done in almost all sports because mm-hmm. I feel like, like we talk about it with MMA, the Ultimate Fighter, the show where people go on there and fight for a contract for the UFC. Uh, 
it's not what it used to be. Um, and I think the reason that it's not what it used to be is because they get people who are already established and they're not hungry. They don't like need it. What they talk about the ultimate fighter. Oh yeah. Um, and they, they, they don't have to like fight for it cause they know they're already going to get it. Um, so when you take these people who are used to fighting for everything that they get and they have the talent and they have the discipline and the will to learn and do everything the right way. Um, I feel like you just, you create such a, a much better fighter that way mm-hmm. uh, because they they weren't I don't want to say given things but they weren't like they had to like really fight to get those things they didn't have to just like All right, well I know I'm this good and I already got sponsors I already got you know the UFC putting me on their show like I'm not worried about it it's gonna happen mm-hmm. but like back in the day these guys they were like we have nothing uh, I don't you know, I have some sponsors, but they don't, they give me free stuff, and that's it. They don't really pay me. Um, so I feel like a lot of those guys ended up being great because they never lost that hunger to get better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, that'd be a really cool thing to see. And so, um, <clears throat> what's that? One of the things I, the reason why I asked you about jiu-jitsu is when you mentioned meditation. It's like because jiu-jitsu translates to the calm art, mm-hmm. and so it's very peaceful. Like people do it because you, you're just kind of it's it's a flow it's it's pretty much um, it's human chess that's all it is it's like okay who can put what where and mm-hmm. you know if I do this he's gonna react like this so I gotta go be able to go off his reaction to get this you know it's it's just it's really cool it's fun you know do you know do you know how to do it a little bit though not like a lot like you I like to think so yeah. 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 Right. We can. I'm yeah. Down. Cool. We I'm gotta down. teach us a little bit. I got y'all on the. Okay, fucking bet. I got you. Yo, know, it's a called. Uh, I was gonna say like, when well, next time we go see our friend Jeremy over at Heritage Muay Thai, if you ever want to come, we uh, have you ever. You know what Muay Thai is? Uh, yeah, I think I know. Yeah, is it's like word? kickboxing yeah, and shit like yeah. that, and you like you use your knees and elbows. I think it just if you ever want to try, I don't. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's just it's just fun to try something new. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's a good workout. Jeremy's also a personal trainer and stuff like that too. So. He'd probably be like, okay, bet y'all bought me y'all brought me a guy that's in shape so I can Yeah, he he doesn't have to look at us the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, definitely be down for that. And so what's it called? Yeah, it's uh jujitsu is just fun, man. Like it's uh, what's it called? Uh, but since we started doing that, it's like I've I've always liked boxing, I've always liked stand up just in general more. Mm-hmm. It just it always, it attracts everybody. Everybody always wants to see people on the feet. And so it's like now it's like that's all we kind of like t- think or talk about is just like, you know, when it comes to boxing or it talks about Muay Thai and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so one of the fights that happened recently was um, Vicente Luque and Michael Chiesa. Um, both guys. Vicente, Luque's stand up is pretty good. Chiesa's isn't bad, mm-hmm. but at the level he's at, he's at like top 10 for sure. I don't think he, he wasn't top five. He was top ten, though. He was, like, top six. Yeah. yeah. Um, his stand-up's not going to match with those guys. But his ground game is amazing. Um, so his jiu-jitsu is really good. And, but Luque's Brazilian, and he trains with nothing but top-tier Brazilian grapplers. Um, so when, they, uh, when we were talking about the fight before it, we were like, yeah, you know, on the feet, Luque's got the upper hand, obviously. But... Yeah. When he goes to the ground, that's where I'm interested because it's going to happen. It's going to go to the ground at some point. Um, but what ended up happening was Chiesa had the better position. He had the submission attempt for a rear naked choke, 
and he started losing it and he kind of started moving and I won't say it was panic because he's the only one who knows that but um like like Devin was saying it's the calm art because the guy who stays calm the whole time he's probably going to have the advantage mm-hmm. um so with Luke he was just sitting there waiting for his opportunity keeping an eye on what Kiesa was doing and where he was moving and the second Kiesa moved into a bad position uh Luke got a hold of his neck and ended up choking him out um it's just a like you said it's a chess game so it's it's like Oh, there's a there's a joke that like when people talk about gyms, you have like boxing gyms where you have these like crazy in shape animals. You have like Muay Thai where it's a bunch of like tall, lean, like psychopaths, and then you have Jiu Jitsu who's a bunch of fat stoners who lay on the floor all day. Um, and it's it's just kind of a joke, but it's just part of the way you train Jiu Jitsu. It's a lot more relaxed, um, and that's not to say that they don't go hard. Um, or that they don't like get pushed. Um, but a lot of it, it's a, it's a lot more relaxed, more fun to me anyway, whenever I was doing it, it was just a lot more fun. Um, I have a lot of fun whenever I train Muay Thai heritage, but I just was a lot more comfortable with jujitsu. Uh, my standup, I know my standup's awkward. Um, so whenever we're doing Muay Thai, it's the one discipline. It's not MMA. It's the one discipline. So I know that a lot of times they're like, yeah, that didn't look good. That looked real sloppy. I'm like, yeah, my bad. So you train you train up in the Katy area, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about moving closer to the gym? When, once you're able to more establish, like, what's it called, with your finances with boxing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, my family are in, you know, mm-hmm. my, in my area right now. And yeah. my mom and dad, so I just... I wouldn't mind making that drive out to a gym and then come back home, you know? Yeah. Just, if you could go to any gym, do you have a gym that you could go to? Uh, honestly, what I learned from my journey is I don't think it's the gym. I think it's more of the, the fighter and the coach. Yeah, Cause absolutely. Because if the fighter ain't putting his hundred, you know, 110%, then mm-hmm. he's going to be just, you know, average or mediocre. And then if you have a good coach two then put those two together you you just need a small gym you know you don't got to be so big you just need y'all two and then a little facility and yeah um is there anybody you'd ever want to learn from just for like a day of course yeah of course like uh you know the top og legends you know like pacquiao or like freddie roach and just the top top you know yeah i want to get like their experience and just put it into like my weapon list and you know yeah, fuck like that would up my game a lot. Yeah, you gonna watch the Tyron Woodley uh, Jake Paul fight? I think I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. You're gonna watch. That's yeah. actually gonna be a good fight. That's the dude's fight. I hope it is. I hope he knocks out uh, Paul. You hope Tyron Woodley wins? Yeah, I really want him to win. Have you ever watched nice. any of his highlights? I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. motherfucker's got power, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> what's it called? He uh, yeah, he's. I think what's his name like um I think Jay Paul like probably thought okay yeah I could definitely beat this guy's almost 40 it's whatever but Tyrone's he's an athlete like he's he's really good and I mean as the fights gets closer it's like at first when it happened I was like Tyrone he doesn't have the best boxing like he's got a ton of power but he's taking it very very serious and it's just of course he's gonna come to it really naturally so if he were to make a prediction I think I think Paul's gonna get knocked out yeah. Yeah. I hope so. 
Yeah, that's always, uh, whenever we make our predictions, that's always our issue is we don't know if we want to predict with our heart or our brain. <laughs> <laughs> I get a bunch of shit for predicting my brain. Like, what's that? Whenever we talked about Derek Lewis fight. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got shit for that because I said uh, Sorogon was going to win yeah. and I got shit for it. For he's just, he's just the better fighter. Um, all around. Well, I said Dustin Poirier was going to beat uh, Conor McGregor, and uh, I got shit for that, too. People that listen in, they're like, what the fuck, man? Have fun with it. I was like, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know. People, ha- people have their, like, opinions. I feel yeah. like if it would have gone a distance, I feel like Dustin would have, like, for sure beat McGregor, because he was in his head already, you know? And yeah. From, from the beginning of that fight, like, the second that Poirier started fighting back, that was it. Yeah, like he yeah. he was already winning it. Um, he was pushing McGregor around. He was elbowing him. He was he was just piecing him up. Yeah. Once McGregor got that, you know, those big bags that he yeah. got, he just wasn't the same. Maybe after this fight, he probably got that little fire back in and like, all right. I, I hope so. He's acting yeah. like a freaking nut job. Yeah, he is. What uh, what's your thoughts on him? Have you heard any of his shit talk? You said after the fight. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Thought that was disrespectful, but he wants to make that third fight happen. You yeah. Know? So. Did you? What did you see? It would be the fourth fight. Fourth fight. Fourth fight. It'll be the, the, fight. Fight. It'll be the first fight. time in UFC history that there would ever be a fourth fight. Yeah, he's trying to make that money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> did you see what he said on Twitter though to uh, Dustin Poirier? He yeah. said he put a picture of his uh, daughter and said Gonzo, and oh. shit like that. But yeah, he said some outlandish shit. Like he's trying hard. So I'm like, damn. They want to make Dustin uh, Nate Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a good fight too. Yeah. Uh, they were supposed to fight a long time ago, and I wish it would have happened then. I'm not as interested in it now as I am, or as I used to be. Yeah. Um, now I just want I want Dustin to fight for the title. That's all. That's what um everybody's doing now. You know, like even in boxing, everybody wants to like just wait until like they get older. You know, and yeah. Make the fight happen. They don't want to jeopardize their career. I think at a early stage. Because who was that? Because uh, Earl Spence and uh, who was the other guy? Bradley. Trump. Crawford, yeah, yeah. Terrence oh, Crawford. Terrence Crawford? Ooh, yeah, Terrence Crawford's that, a monster. Like, even Max Kellerman, because like he says some outlandish shit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a, he's a boxing analyst. He's on ESPN. He's always gonna say something weird. But yeah. when it comes to boxing, I feel like Max Kellerman knows his shit because he's followed boxing for years, mm-hmm. and his brother was a pro boxer as well. And um, what's that? He talks about how that fight should happen three years ago. He's like, I feel like that fight's just too late now. Like it doesn't make much sense. Crawford and Spence. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's a good fight to make, but that fight should have happened already. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree, but I still would be excited for that fight. I still would be excited for that fight. With with Spence's conditions, yeah, yeah. I would say I wish it would have happened earlier, but I'd still be excited for it, mm-hmm. assuming he can keep coming back. Because yeah. Crawford, I, I think I'll just always be excited for a Crawford fight. That dude's fun to watch. I used to be real excited for Earl Spence Jr., but... Uh, this guy was like, uh, whenever I was talking to him about Spence, he was like, nah, do you know Terrence Crawford? And I was like, nah. And he's like, look up Terrence Crawford. And I did, and I was like, okay, I'm sold. He's crafty. He's really, like, different. That dude's nuts, man. That's what, uh, Max, do you know who uh, Max Kellerman's brother was? Uh, Sam Kellerman? No. Nah. He was a pro boxer as well. And he is, uh, do you know, who, what's that guy's name? Um, something Butler. Uh, James Butler. Do you know who James Butler was? I think I've heard of him. He was that guy that sucker punched that dude after the decision, after the fight. Did you ever see that clip? I think I have. He yeah. was like the dude like did something. He took off his gloves and he punched that dude cold in the face after the. Uh, oh. Yeah, he dude. He served four years on Rikers Island for that shit. Yeah. 
You know, you know what Rikers Island is? No, it's a um, state penitentiary up in fucking uh, New Jersey. For it's real? like on an island, yeah, because it's it's assault. Like it's and whenever like you're a pro fighter or a pro boxer, like the court they'll look at you like you know what you're doing. Yeah, like, you yeah, know. weapons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Damn. But like, he killed him and shit because I think he went to Sam's house and asked him for some money or some shit, and uh, he like he stabbed him to death or something. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it's fucking crazy. So, do you ever care to be a shit talker? Whenever what's it called? Whenever to fight to your opponents, or you're just like, nah, I gotta be respectful. Nah, I mean, I'm more of a humble fighter, but yeah. if you know if someone talks shit to me, I'm talking back. Yeah. Like I'm just <laughs> you, you shooting shots at me, I'm gonna shoot shots at you, but. If someone like puts their hand on me, then I'm yeah. for sure put my hands on them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you a good shit talker? I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get I'll get in somebody's head. I think. But if someone like touches my belt, then mm-hmm. then I think like that's like crossing the line, you know? Like you know when you people like be like this, you know, touching their belt, like mm-hmm. that's disrespectful. I think. And what's a what's a good line? Give us a good line. <laughs> Cap on me real quick. Talk some shit. I'd probably go like McGregor style, talk about their girl, you know, and just <laughs> <laughs> get in their head. That would just for sure start the fight, you know, just get it going. What what kind of, uh, I mean, we all know, but just to lay it out, what kind of advantages does that give you when you get in someone's head? I feel like they're they're uh, distracted and they're not focused on their, their first game plan. So, like, they just kind of just... They just want to get you knocked out. Yeah, they just want to come knock you out, and then it opens up opportunities because once they do that, they come straight in and they're open and then easy knockout. I think. You think uh, think Mayweather did that a lot? For sure, he did that a lot. Yeah, he he was good at it too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. (laughs) What I hate is that he was so good at it, but he didn't even have to be near you to do it. (laughs) He could just be at home, record a video, and he's he's doing it. I'm like, dude. (laughs) Or who's just chill for a second. Phil, Phil LaGreco tried to do it to, um, what's it, Amir Khan? Yeah. Yeah, and then Amir Khan knocked him out in like 40 seconds. It's like, damn. You ever want to be that guy? Because <laughs> he went deep. He started talking about his wife and shit. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, we're going to be closing this one up pretty soon. So you got to fight September 18th. You're going to go big 3-0. and Yes, sir. That's yeah. should be a knockout. We got Ivan Vasquez. He's going to be headlining that card mm-hmm. for the title. Um, what's his record? Yeah, he's 6-0 right now, so six it and sh- should make him 7-0. and He's 7-0. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else we should look out for on that card? Mm-hmm. I know that guy, Oscar Perez, is going to be on there again. Yeah. Carmen. Carmen Vargas, that girl. That, oh, yeah. yeah. She's, she's going to be uh, It's her second fight. And I think after this, she's going to sign with a, I don't know if it was um, top rank or somebody, but she was going to do a contract with somebody. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And nobody wants to fight her down here, so, you know, just. Yeah. From that, I mean, that's all I, like, would, like, oh, and then you got a 713 boxing gym, and you got a Joseph Rivera, and then you got, I think, Jesse Gonzalez. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, that's all happening in Galveston. Like we said, go to Carlos's uh, Facebook page, Carlos Nava, or his Instagram, He Dreams Boxing, and go to his bio, and he'll have the link there to buy the tickets. Uh, definitely worth going to watch. Like we were saying, we've been very happy every time we've gone. So watch the legend in the making, Carlos Nava. Yes, sir. Any more plugs you want to throw in there? 
Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it for today. All right, man. We'll catch it next time.